Hello, this is Father Randy Sly with another installment of Day by Day, where each day we take a look at a reading from Holy Scripture found in the Daily Mass. And today is Friday of the 33rd week in Ordinary Time. But today is a memorial for St. Andrew Dung Lok, priest and uh, the companions, and these are the Vietnamese martyrs, 117 martyrs that uh, are incorporated in a special memorial for today's uh, today's uh, feast. And I'd encourage you to read up on this. These are very brave uh, men and women who, in the, the country of Vietnam, uh, faithfully represented and perpetuated the gospel Uh, in their native land. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus entered the temple area and proceeded to drive out those who were selling things, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And every day he was teaching in the temple area, The chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people, meanwhile, were seeking to put him to death. But they could find no way to accomplish their purpose because all the people were hanging on his words. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Basically, in Scripture, this is the second cleansing of the temple. There was an earlier one that Jesus did at the onset of his ministry. And um, that fact has been contended by some that it's just a different representation in a different part of Scripture. But I think that a majority of Bible scholars today would concede that there are enough uniquenesses that uh, we're looking at uh, two different cleansings. Can you imagine Jesus, uh, even as a 12-year-old when he was lost in the temple, coming uh, every year into uh, the temple for uh, Passover and for the other major feasts and to witness the taking of money by the uh, money changers, uh, the selling of sacrifices at an exorbitant uh, price by others? Can you imagine uh, God the Son as he was growing up uh, seeing this? Uh, that as he entered into his time of ministry, one of the things that must have been deeply embedded in his heart was the horror of seeing what was happening to the temple that was dedicated to the worship and prayer of with Almighty God. And um, again, he cleansed the temple, but it didn't seem to take. There were uh, others that seemed to come in and just continue Uh, to uh, do the same thing. And so here is Jesus again as he's entered into the city for his final week, his final week uh, on earth prior to his passion, death, and ultimate resurrection will lead to his ascension. But the final week of ministry, and one of the first things he does after he laments over the city which was the uh, normal text for yesterday, Thanksgiving Day, where he wept over the city uh, saying, uh, you know, uh, if this day you only knew what it makes for peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. Um, That this is a a powerful day uh, and a powerful time for uh, Jerusalem. 
So he enters the temple area, and again, he drives them out, saying, my house is a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. One of the things that's interesting, and again, all of his actions have just done nothing but uh, accentuate in the hearts of the Pharisees, the chief priests, the scribes, the Sadducees, all of the religious rulers, they wanted more than anything else to put him to death. They wanted to silence him once and for all because he was just a troublemaker. And once he's dead, it'll be done with. And so they had kept trying to do this, but they they knew that if they did, there would be a huge uprising because of the popularity of Jesus by the average person. And so they couldn't find a way to put him to death. Finally, they did. But it certainly didn't silence him. All it did is explode what he was doing into the hearts and the lives of those who continue to follow after him. One of the things in that whole situation, though, going back to here, the the cleansing of the temple. The cleansing of the temple can be for us a reminder of the fact that uh, in our church today, which is different from the temple in so many ways, but still a place of worship, that um, we have to really make sure we recognize and cherish the fact that we have places that have been set apart for God even today in our world, that churches are places where we can go to be with the Lord. We can go, even though we can pray anywhere, we can pray wherever we go and know that he is with us there. There's something special about being in a house of prayer, being at a place that's dedicated to his life and his love and all that he did for us. You know, I just really want to encourage you that perhaps during the day, if you possibly can, if you're driving by a church, to stop and go into its adoration chapel or into the church itself, if you can, and just sit quietly and spend five or ten minutes just giving thanks to God and use it as a time and a place of uh, retreat. One of the things that Jesus said to his disciples as they returned from uh, their time of mission, he said, come away to a quiet place and rest a while. In the turmoil of our life, uh, whether it be at home or at jobs, whatever we're doing at school, we're in the midst of turmoil and we can always pray there. But how wonderful that we do have a place of retreat, a quiet place, a deserted place. And that is exactly what the church is for us today, a place where we can quietly retreat, knowing that he is with us there and can speak to our hearts in a quiet voice, not trying to yell over the noise of our culture, but quietly speak to us in our hearts as we spend time with him. Again, how good it is for us that we have these wonderful places of prayer that due to religious freedom in our nation, that we have places we can go to retreat and to be with the Lord. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. 
It's interesting that uh, this scripture comes just as we are getting ready to enter into Advent uh, this coming Sunday, that uh, it is a time uh, where we can uh, offer to God, and by the way, I'm by this Sunday, I actually mean the Sunday after this Sunday, the, the first Sunday in December, is our first Sunday of Advent. But, what, but Advent is a time for us uh, to really have a little Lent, uh, a, a lighter time of, of examination and penance, but still a time where we can uh, really examine ourselves and give ourselves wholly to God as we look at the first and the second comings. Let me encourage you that maybe as an Advent commitment, that maybe you'll give yourself like once or twice a week to go to Mass or at least, uh, and I'm talking about daily Mass, go to daily Mass or at least to stop by the church, walk into an adoration chapel or into the church, and there to quietly give thanks to God for the wonderful gifts that he has given you and take time to just be with him in uh, to just share your heart with him and to allow him to speak into the quiet and the depths of your own being. So may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.